Welcome back to Friend and Foe Adventure Co., an immaturely mature podcast. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Basically, if you don't like it, fuck off. <laughs> Hi, I'm Phil. I play Tarquin Britstone. And when he was younger, Tarquin was taken to the circus and he cried because of the clowns. Oh, Definitely Tarquin. Not, not Phil did that. No, no, no. <laughs> was it the sad clowns or what, like were you empathizing with them? No, it was just, I think well, the whole circus experience was very loud and it was all just, there was lots of people and it was just loud and the clowns were just weird. Okay. That's what Tarquin told me anyway. It was, wasn't me. Fair, fair. I can't think of a frivolous, what was it? Frivolous, frivolous fact? fact. What's Phelion got in her pocket? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> She's a woman. They don't have pockets. They have tiny, tiny pockets where I can fit <laughs> little stones in there. Maybe you keep a little vial of nectar for, for pigeon. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a good idea. Um, I'm Kimberly. I play Phelion. She hates closed-toed shoes, but she always wears them. Why? Because you can't be doing biting in sandals. But even though she always wears closed-toed shoes, are her toenails always really well done as well? Yes. Wow. All the nails. Apart from one. Apart from the fourth toe on her left foot. (laughs) That one gets left blank. (laughs) As a reminder. (laughs) Of the the war. (laughs) I'm Matt. I play good boy. And frivolous fact about him is that he always has a frog somewhere on his person. <laughs> uh, and then I am the bunker master, aka God, so humble. A frivolous fact about Elaspis is that thousands of years ago, there was a giant lake that tasted like blueberries, and it, it everybody drank it all up real quick, so it doesn't exist anymore. Is it the tart blueberries or the sweet blueberries? Which su- one? The sweet ones. Interesting. Previously on Friend and Foe Adventure Co. Welcome to the Alaska Express. Departing from Geohold, stopping in Jarberg, and then continuing on to Ever Falls, where rumor has it that a Siren Queen's disciple has been spotted. At Jarberg, some high-profile lawyer came aboard, drawing the attention of many vault hunters from all around Alaspis as an opportunity to snag his black book, which contains his contacts. Shenanigans happened, love interests were had, someone was flung into a cactus, the lawyer died mysteriously, smoke filled the private car that we was in, and when it cleared, pockets were emptied. Next stop, Ever Falls. And thank you for riding the Elaspis Express. Moments earlier, smoke's filling the room. Everybody roll me in a... Let's do a insight check. 20, but not a natural. Nine. Four. Tarquin, you are kind of close to the door, the exit, and when the smoke fills the room, you hear three sets of heavy footsteps and one lighter footstep, a group of people, coming towards the door uh, in the out, like around the outside, right? Because the there's like a walkway that goes around the private car. And so you hear that, and then you hear them stop just for like five, ten seconds, and then they turn around and start running the opposite direction. Hmm. Phelion and Good Boy, 
you were so distracted that you didn't hear anything. You you might have heard a little bit of rustling on Grizz's body while the smoke was there, but you can't be sure. Hang on, those footsteps that I heard, did they come into the carriage or not? No, they did they not. They were just on the walkway. So they were approaching the walkway, then they turned around and ran away. Yep. Yeah, okay, that's cool. And now the smoke is cleared. Bodies flipped over onto its back now. It was on its stomach before. Pockets have been gone through. You know, the suit and the vest jacket are open. There is still ten golds that was dropped and one grenade and a gun. Because that was dropped from Grizz's death, right? Like a little death loot. What's the gun? You pick it up and it has a little ribbon to it. It looks like a real piece of junk. But on it, it says, Thanks for helping us to give loot away again. The gobs. God. Um, I'm literally just going to chuck that off the side of the car and into the desert. No, 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 no. This is a gift from Roleplay Rejects. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Thankfully, the ribbon snags on my glove and I managed to keep hold of it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I gave them a gift uh, item that they can use and they gave us a gift item that we can use. So, thank you for... (laughs) I thought it was from fucking Plunger. No, it's not from Plunger, but it's from the Gobs, the gift offering buddies. Because right, they're yeah, now yeah. back in power, giving loot away. So you just yeah. got you know your first loot. You got 10 gold, a grenade, and then this. It looks real junky, but you can tell that it could be... Uh, there's you know sometimes more than meets the eye. What kind of gun is it? Is it pistol, you say? No, I didn't say what it is. It, it oh. looks kind of crap. It looks just like... I don't know how to describe it. It's just like loot. That's a bad thing for the BM to say, huh? <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. Just imagine it, dummy. No, it's it's like um, pieced together stuff. Who's who's going to take it is the thing. Does anyone want this crappy gun? I already have four guns, so I don't know if I should take it. I have pretty full on guns. I have two guns and a fan. Good boy, how are you how are you doing for guns? I think I'm okay. Let's give it to Mercurius. Where is Mercurius? Mercurius is standing in the corner and he is very straight faced. He looks pissed off right now. And you go up and you hand him the gun and in his hand it forms into a pistol. But he, he doesn't say anything to you. He's just quiet, stewing in the corner. Are you annoyed because that other lawyer dude slagged you off? He doesn't respond. Wow. Guys, I think he's broken. Should we poke him? Yes, poke him. Okay, I walk up and I just poke his shoulder. He doesn't respond. He's just, his eyes are like fixed on the dead body. Wow. Maybe we should, I don't know, give him a moment. Wait, no, we shouldn't because the black book is gone. We need to get on that. How do we, can we do like an insight to see if we can work out how he died? The dude? Uh, Yeah, do a search check. Oh, that would be a critical fail for me. <laughs> you think like, he's still like, alive. Oh, there's a dead body there. Is that the guy from before? Wait, what? <laughs> We're on a train? <laughs> You're looking at the gnome who is alive and well. <laughs> I'm looking at the couch. <laughs> <laughs> it does not appear to be breathing. <laughs> it's a good couch, though. Certainly cleaner than the bed. Oh, rolled a nat 20. Wow, okay. I rolled a 20 also, but it's not natural. 
A dirty 20, okay. That's what it's called, dirty. An unnatural 20. A dirty, <laughs> disgusting, unnatural 20. Abomination 20. <laughs> so both Phaleon and Good Boy, you look and you can see like the veins on the neck are like strained and the throat and his eyes have that thing uh, where they're like, I swear that there's something with eyes when somebody has a heart attack. Oh, I thought he was going to be strangled. No, it's, he had a heart attack. Guys, I don't know why, but I think this dude had a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know where I'm getting that from. I don't know how Good Boy is the one, one of the people that does, He he's like, yep, heart attack. You know, like, for whatever reason, Good Boy is very familiar with what a heart attack looks like. Yeah, maybe I know the, was it poison? Was he poisoned? Yeah, from what you gather, like, that's what the strain on the veins on the neck are, are like, poison was pumping through those veins. He's a very tough, big orc. Uh, and so, like, they look unnatural on him. Yeah. So maybe I, like, recognize the smell of the poison or something. Brings back some memories. <laughs> <laughs> you and me and my friends used to trip on this all the time. Yeah. Those lightweight over here. Let's <laughs> one little heart attack do him in. Can you remind <laughs> me who's in the room? It's the four of you. There's the dead body. And then there's the gnome on the floor. Uh, just like a foot away from him. And he was like trying to check and make sure he was alive. He was like, oh, we got to get him back. And then it popped and he was all like, okay, that means he's dead. That's a flat line. So he's like, I'm, oh no, I'm going to be blamed for this. The Salamancas are going to kill me. Who are the Salamancas? Yeah, who are they? The Salamancas and Mercurius steps forward and tells you guys like, I want to talk to this guy. We're like alone. Yeah. Hello. We'll all wait in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to need I'm going to need some time. I'll 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 answer you guys later, but I I need time. Do you want us to leave? Yeah. Okay. Should we go into the cargo carriage behind or the quiet carriage in front? Oh, Riley. God. Mm-hmm. The M. When I, when the footsteps, because of my super hearing, when the footsteps ran away, did they run cargo carriageway or quiet carriageway? Quiet carriage. Yeah, they ran towards the front. They ran from the front and then back to the front. Okay, well, I'll relay that. Guys, during the smoke, I heard some footsteps running back up the train. Maybe we can check that out while Mercurius is uh, sorting out his issues. Let's go. I'm just going to look at Mercurius and go, yeah, all right, bye then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... You all head out there, you head into the quiet car, and there was that quiet, that woman who had shushed you. She is standing up over this muscular, muscular being. He's on the floor, and she's on top of him. He's face down, and she's got his hands behind his back, and she's, like, tying his hands together. Excuse me, madam, this is the quiet car. There's the bathroom for that sort of behavior. (laughs) She looks at you very sternly, puts a finger to her mouth again, and And then the muscular man looks up and says, who do you think you are? I'm just trying to pass through. And she punches him in the face. And he laughs as blood comes out of his nose. But he, he stops talking and she lifts him up and then walks him out of the quiet car. That was bizarre. Yeah. Should we follow them? 
Yeah, my money's on yes. Are there other pa- passengers in the quiet car? Like, did they have no reaction to all the explosions and shit that was happening in the car behind them? The quiet car is magically, what do you call that? Sound barriered. So they don't sound hear. Soundproofed. Soundproofed, yeah. There's a magical delicious. sound barrier. <laughs> a magically <laughs> delicious sound barrier. And, and so they don't hear things outside of that. In the quiet car, you don't even hear the sound of like the tracks below okay it almost sounds like you're just in a normal ass room that's super quiet uh i'm gonna go up to one of the other people then and i'm just gonna be like hey did you see anyone else come running through here Uh, yeah there was four people who ran through and that guy was yelling and so that lady she took him down i don't it was pretty intense pretty crazy she only took him down because he was yelling yeah wow she must be really serious about the quiet carriage yeah i think she is okay thanks you're welcome should we go into the next carriage yeah okay let's go okay no not you you're not part of this (laughs) (laughs) you guys exit the quiet car as soon as we're through the door like the deafening of the yeah So you go into the next passenger car and that lady has sat the bigger man down on one of the, on like a seat. She's real quiet. You need to calm down. You can't be running through the quiet car yelling. I am the security force on this here train and you will obey the rules while on this train. Uh, Excuse me, Mrs. Security Force. No, what? believe on the other side of the quiet car towards the back of the train there's a slightly more pressing security issue you might not have heard it because of the magical sound barrier but a bit of an explosion someone's died in the cargo car no the one before that the private one. Oh yeah that doesn't matter then private cars are private i, I have no jurisdiction there oh okay <laughs> i'm the security force if it doesn't impact the rest of the train you know my main concern right now is that quiet car uh, and this here fella breaking the rules of this here train what the hell are you talking about lady i don't owe you anything you don't you can't arrest me i'm blah 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 blah, blah. those aren't words sir and she punches him in the throat <laughs> can i can i ask you a question madam yeah uh, yeah is your name karen Uh, No, I'm Adrian Stormheart. Adrian? Adrian Stormheart, yes. Okay, nice to meet you. One person security force on this train. I'm in charge of keeping everything running smooth. Speaking of running, did you see where the other three people that ran through the carriage went? I did, yeah, and they're accomplices to this madman. So, I mean... I know you're probably really good at your job, but, you know, one of you against four of them, I, I wouldn't like those odds. Do you, do you want some help tracking them down? You know what? Yeah, I would. And if you do that, as payment, I won't fine you. For what? What'd we do? Well, I see you've got weapons. Those weapons are supposed to be in cargo, which means you probably broke into the cargo car and stole your weapons back. I want to do a talk check. I want to try and convince her that we only took our weapons after all the trouble. We, you know, we thought, uh oh, there's trouble. We need to protect the good people of the train. Okay, go ahead. Oh, 
that's actually a three. <laughs> and I, like, I start to explain, but then the train sort of jolts, and I stumble forward and just lick her cheek. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Wow, that's very forward, and I appreciate that, but not right now. I've got a lot to deal with, and. Sir, your story does not line up with, you know, I saw you guys pass by. There was a lot of time between you passing by and these three running through one way and then running back through the other way. They weren't over there that quick. I'm guessing that's when all that trouble happened. I'm telling you, you can either pay the 2,000 gold fine, that's 2,000 gold each of you, or you can go and catch the other three people and I'll forgive the fine. Probably catch the other three people then. Yeah. Yeah. Dispatch of them, however, you know, disturbing the quiet car is definitely a big offense. That's the biggest offense as far as I'm concerned. Punishable by death? Yeah, kill them if you want. Cool, okay. Did you see which way they went? Did they go upstairs or did they, like, where, what? They just headed straight towards there. Straight straight towards where? Straight towards the front. She points to the front. You obviously can see where I'm pointing, you dumbass. You're in person. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was um, distracted by some cactus out the window. Do you know, back there, a a stretch, there was a cactus with a man stuck on it, would you believe? Huh. (laughs) Don't know how that happened. Weird. (laughs) I've rode this train a million times, and I've never noticed. Um, technically ridden, but I'll let you... I'll tell you what, I'll let you off the grammar infraction if you pay us the 2,000 grand. (laughs) 2,000... Fine. (laughs) No no dice. I'm guessing that okay. you had something to do with putting that person on there. Let's just call it... We'll call it even, shall we? We'll call it even after you get rid of those three other fools. Okay, then bye. Bye. And she goes back towards the guy who's grabbing his throat. He's finally caught his breath, and she starts to talk to him as you guys leave. Yeah, you go to the next car. There's nothing happening in there. Can we ask the passengers if they saw? Anything? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there's that couple that was talking about the world's faucet. Um, They're on their... 18th anniversary, I think. Hello, nice plank again. Did you see anyone come running through here? Yeah, three people. They bumped into this wood. They could have splintered it. Did they brush against your wood? They did more than brush against my wood. It was was essentially an assault. They assaulted my wood. That's always awkward. Did they just go past, like, the tip of the wood, or did they go all along the length of the wood? All along the length of it. I mean, look at this. This is going to take hours to sand out. Totally. So which way did they go? Did they go into the dining car? Yeah, they went forward. Okay, thanks. Bye. Wait, what did they look like? Two of them were big. One was a funky looking dude. The lady chimes in and she's like, oh, uh, one of them had an eye patch. One of them looked real muscular, had a nice suit on. What about the third one? He was funky looking. He had like long legs, short arms kind of scaly looking okay that would match when i heard the footsteps i heard three heavy sets of footsteps and one much lighter perhaps this was the funky gentleman of which this lady is speaking (laughs) shall we continue yes yeah you continue into the dining car the hillbilly psycho that had been drinking pretty much all the time you've been here is now passed out on the bar there's still like soldiers talking there's the bartenders in there i'm gonna jump up gonna jump up on the bar and just yell at everybody and ask them if they saw people running through 
the big orc bartender says, get off the bar. Who do you think you are? Ugly coyote? Come on. I love that movie. He turns to you and says, what movie? What are you talking about? I'm just saying this guy looks like an ugly coyote. Oh, nothing. Never mind. No, this is this is very important. I mean, I guess I could just ask you. Have you did you see anybody running through? Yeah, yeah. Three people ran through here. Actually, there's one of them. And you look out the window real quick. And just for a brief second, you see somebody tumbling along the train, like outside of the train on the ground. And then their body disintegrates. Oh, bye. Wait, which way did the other two go? Did they go up? They kept heading forward towards the front of the train. Should we just go all the way to the front of the train? Where's the fun in that if we don't stop and ask the people in every single carriage? That's true. Okay, let's keep going. I'm going to walk along the bar the entire way to the end of the car while staring the bartender directly in the eyes. Let's see. Roll a... What should I have you roll for that? Traverse. (laughs) <laughs> Roll a traverse. Yeah, you are still f- fairly drunk, right? You didn't recover super well. <laughs> Even your greasy breakfast didn't super help that. Uh, that's a six. You, you very clumsily walk, and it's like, you know, where you, you stepped on a plate, and it slides, and you start to do the splits, and you, like, catch yourself, and it's not a graceful walk, and the orc just kind of chuckles and it's like okay that was actually pretty good worth it that's it that's all there i want to do yeah you get to the end you hop off the bar not gracefully mind you you're like afraid to jump that three feet down i like hold out my hand to help him down <laughs> and i just fall off <laughs> <laughs> so then as you're walking towards the sleeper car you look out the window you see a tunnel and bam, you are now in this tunnel. The train passes into it. You get into the sleeper car and there's the windows that look outside and the train outside still seems pretty illuminated. Like you can see the rock walls. You can see black and brown and gray rocks. Occasionally little flecks of something else in there. Some remaining stuff that wasn't mined. But now it's just kind of pretty decoration as the train passes through the tunnel give you something interesting to look at while you are in this train tunnel. You know that from an earlier conversation that the train tunnel is like a couple hours long, like a two-hour drive through it. Okay, is anyone outside of their rooms in the sleeper car? No. Your room is the most front of the sleeper car room. Closest to the front of the train? Yeah, on the bottom floor. Should we just keep going to the front? Probably no one saw anything if they're in their rooms. What if the running people have hidden in one of the other rooms? Oh. Should we check each room? Uh, yeah. Okay, I knock at the first room. You don't hear anything in there. Nobody answers. Um, I try the doorknob. It opens up. I just, like, peek in and go, hello? No one's in there. Okay. This room's clear. Go to the next room. Knock on it. A little bit louder this time, I guess. Uh, You hear some rustling. Someone getting up out of their bed and opens the door. What do you want? Old man answers it. Long white hair. Hey, did you hear anything or see anyone pass by this part of the train? Uh, I heard heard the loud commotion of people yelling and running down that that way towards the front. And no one... You're the only one in here? 
Yeah, I'm the only one in this room. Okay, cool. Thank you. Traveled by my lonesome, you know, ever since my wife passed. Uh, jeez. Sorry, sir. Hey, no. thanks for your condolences. Okay, well. This is why you never engage old people in conversation. <laughs> oh, you look like a good, strong man. Maybe you could come in here and help me move some furniture around. <laughs> I Listen, I will literally murder you to get out of this conversation, so. His eyes go kind of wide. And then he backs up slowly and shuts the door. He seemed nice. <laughs> he did seem nice. All right, let's just check our our room and then head to the front of the train. <laughs> I guess. We're just going to keep going. Do you knock on your room? No. Okay, you go into your room and it's empty. It's just as you left it. Okay, this seemed like a waste of time. Let's keep going. All right, heading into the first class? Yes. All right. There's an attendant there. Asks to see your ticket. Hey, can I see your ticket, please? You all show him your tickets. It's fine. You have a you have access because you are in the sleeper car. I said that earlier. So he lets you in. Did you see anybody run through here? Three of our first class passengers came in here in a hurry not too long ago. Are you the same old man that we just talked to? <laughs> No, he was like I, this, and I'm like this. I'm a little more I peppy. I swear to God, if, you, if you're following us, I will murder you. <laughs> His eyes go wide. That's not okay, son, sonny boy. Hmm. This guy's a very small framed orc. The old man was a human. All right, normally you live for now, but I'm watching you. Okay, uh, enjoy first class. Wait, which way did they go? I just let people in. You didn't... Pay attention to people running and where they went? No, that's not my job. All right, fair enough. Okay, you guys have never been in the first class car, so you get in there. It's a lot more spacious between the seats. Uh, you know, there's like a table in front of each seat so people could sit there and work on their work, their real, you know, high-profile <laughs> cases. At the opposite end, the front of the car, there are some stairs that loop up. And there's only one person in all of this car. Should we talk to him? Yes. I'm going to talk to him then, I guess. Okay, it's a, a child. A child in a business suit. <laughs> oh, never mind. <laughs> and he pulls out a briefcase, pops it open, pulls out a toy carriage and a toy skag and starts playing with them, puts them to the side, grabs a juice box out of his briefcase, starts sipping on it. I was really hoping you were going to say puts it to the side and pulls out, like, some legal documents. <laughs> he does. He does eventually. He's got to take his drink. And then he puts the drink back on the table and he pulls out some files and he, he straightens them, puts them down, takes out some glasses out of there, puts on the glasses, grabs this really nice looking pen. This is a first class pen if you have ever seen one pulls out a quill like a an ink vial and he dips his pen in there and he's holding the pen you know how children hold it with their whole hand and he starts <laughs> scribbling <laughs> on the piece of paper all right well i guess i, I have to talk to this child now hi mister uh, hi so did you see anyone run by uh yeah i have Want me to draw you a picture? Is it of the people or just like in general? 
in general? Uh, sure. Okay. He flips the page that he was working on over uh, very carefully so, you know, he doesn't mess it up or smear the ink because it hasn't quite dried. He dips his pen into the ink and he starts drawing and he hands it to you. He says, you have to be careful. Blow on it and it'll help it dry faster. And on it, it's a picture of a big stick figure and then a little stick figure. And it says you on the big stick figure and me on the little stick figure and they're holding hands. (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) So that's 20 gold. I'm a businessman. (laughs) And this is a point when I start wondering if I could get away with threatening to murder a child. (laughs) He says, uh... I see you're a good negotiator. I'll tell you what. This is a promotional one, so that if you decide to render my need my services later, then you shall know where to procure them. Okay. Thanks. Okay, bye, mister. Uh, I'm just... I'm gonna walk away. Did we get any... <laughs> good boy, you didn't get him to tell us anything about the people that he saw running through the carriage. I, you know what? I could not talk to him for one more minute. I tried the best I could. I mean, if somebody else wants to try, although he might charge the next person for the uh, next picture. So just a warning. I guess I'll talk to the small business child. You walk up and he has now poured a puddle of the ink onto a page. And now he's running his wagon, his toy wagon through it. And then using the tire tracks to like draw on there. Ink is getting on the table. Wow, I see that you are really creative. Oh, thanks. You know what they say, creativity is business. Oh, I've never heard that. They say it all the time. They do say that. (laughs) See? That's true. I've heard them say that. Um, I was wondering (laughs) if you could tell me where those people ran to. Oh, yeah. You want me to draw you a picture? No, no. I think you can use your words. (sighs) Okay, upstairs. That's it? Just upstairs? Well, yeah. I don't know what else to tell you. (laughs) I don't know what's upstairs. Okay. We will check upstairs. Thank you. You're welcome. For your help. That'll be... For free. Thank you. For free. (laughs) On the house, Mom. Okay. Bye, business child. Goodbye. Remember, next time you need something drawn, just come to Crisco's Crisscross Applesauce Drawing Incorporationed Inkring Inklings Inkring Inklings All Company. Right, if I need something drawn. I'll I'll know where to go. Thank you. Bye. I've got a fun game, little child, that we play in my country is that whenever you go through a tunnel, you have to hold your breath. You smell like booze. <laughs> How do you know what booze smells like? Oh, mine got a stepdad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, actually, my stepdad loves the stuff. He calls it the sauce. Yeah, I can imagine why. Probably so he can deal with all your shit pictures. That's exactly what he says. Oh. Brilliant. Right, bye then. Bye. Good luck with your alcoholism. It's only a problem if you admit it. (laughs) Okay, are you guys going upstairs then? Yeah. 
our most successful interaction with an NPC so far. <laughs> we, you didn't even ask his name, so hey, great. I didn't have to make up some shitty name. I just assumed it was Business Child. That is exactly his name. It's so weird that you knew that. Welcome to Somewhere in the Middle of the Episode, where we do ads. If you want to support us directly, we just started a coffee or Ko-Fi, and you can donate money, buy us badass tokens, if you will, so that we can do certain things like buy new music, buy artwork, buy new equipment or software. Everything you donate will go back into the show. So you can go to coffee.com slash FFAdventureCo. There's a link in the episode description if you want to support us directly. If you want to try Bunkers and Badasses for yourself, you totally should, and you should let us know how your adventures go. But first, you need the source book. So go to nerdvanagames.com and buy yourself a source book. If you enjoy listening to us, then go check out Bad Assets. Ian Moss, who has played Drake Wilson in our podcast, he is the BM over there, and he BMs for a great group of folks. They have great chemistry, and right now they are playing through the Assault on Dragon Keep, which is in the source book. It's really fun such a good group you can watch it on youtube and they have the actual battle maps and whatnot or you can listen wherever you podcast bad assets all right as you start to head up you can hear loud voices so before you're even all the way up you hear did you have to kick him off the train whether he double crossed us or not he had no use to us anymore He was with us the entire time, so we know he couldn't have had it on him. I suppose you're right, bada-bing. Just thought with that lady taking down Jolly Grim, we needed all the hands we can get. Let me lay it out for you, Chrono Rex. The contacts on this Echo Stone could expand our business substantially. Whether Jolly's dead or we have to pay his fine is nothing compared to the millions we could make using this stone. I suppose you're right. Now... We'll go through this train top to bottom, tear apart every limb if we have to until we find that stone. All right. And they start heading towards the front of the train, towards the stairs. They were like in the back of the car. Did you stop while they were talking and like just listen in on the conversation or were you like walking up? I think I stopped on I stopped on the stairs. Okay, just to listen. Okay. Yeah. I bumped into her when she stopped. <laughs> 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 and I yelled, why are you guys stopping? <laughs> like, shh, be quiet. I guess I'll, if they're coming towards the stairs, I want to go down the stairs. I don't know. <laughs> okay. There are two people behind you. Move, move. We gotta hide. Will they recognize us if they see us? That's a question. God, <laughs> I'm saying a prayer. Dear God, if these people see us, will they recognize us? Amen. I mean... You can't see them right now, so you don't you don't know if you've seen them, if they've seen you before. If uh, you have no reason to believe that they would recognize you as anything, we've heard enough to know that they're dodgy, though. Yeah, that's true. I wish to untie my bandana and uh, tie it over the like top of the stairwell to make like a trip wire. <laughs> Home aloneing this shit. Yep. Do an interact. Uh, Fifteen. You squeeze by Phaleon. Phaleon, do you just let him pass you? Yeah, I'm like all awkward on the stairs, but I let him pass. Yeah, like doing the side shuffle. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, you get up there, you tie it. You tie your bandana around the railing near the feet, right? To make a tripwire. 
Well, then I'm just going to go back down the stairs and wait, see if they fall for it. Yeah, I also, like, want to take some things out of my pocket. I don't know what, like, just, like, whatever, like, lint or something from my pocket and just, like, put it on the stairs so hopefully they slip on it. Just try to make it a little slippery. Okay, do an interact check. Fifteen. Yeah, you put the lint on the stairs. Well, on that note, then, I'm going to, you know, I've got many bottles of alcohol about my person. I'm going to smash one and lay the broken glass at the bottom of the stairs. <laughs> I can't believe that we are home aloneing this. Let's do a stealth check on that one, because, like, you're trying to break the glass but not be, like, loud about it, right? So they don't hear something and be like, what the hell? That is a dirty 20. You manage to break the glass and scatter it across the bottom. I'm going to time it with one of the, like, chukka 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 so it sort of gets lost in the train noise. Yeah, you do that. Perfect. You've laid... Can I tie my buzz axe to the roof or the something? Tie it to something so that it uh, swings down and hits them as they walk down the stairs? <laughs> Roll and interact. Uh, that's an 18. <laughs> yeah, you do it. <laughs> You've got that string on your buzz axe, so maybe what you do is, like, you know, you have it up, and then there's something on the roof, like a little light fixture that you're able to, like, loop it through to make a pulley, and then the string on one end so that you can pull the string and make it come down and swing into somebody. Yeah, yeah, no, that's perfect. What are the Home Alone traps? Phaleon, did you bring your hair straighteners with you? They're in the sleeper cart. Wow, it's too far away. <laughs> I have my necklace. I could do something with my necklace. No, no. I'll keep my necklace on. Probably a bit precious to risk. Do you think any of them are afraid of frogs? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I'm going to say yes. One of them has to be afraid of frogs. Because as we, you know, established at the beginning of the episode, I always have a frog. Yes. Are you going to use it? Uh, yeah. I'll use it. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I can't remember. I was thinking like the tarantula in Home Alone. <laughs> you could just throw it after the fact. Throw it, try and throw it on the guy's face if he falls. All right. Sounds good. Okay. I'm going to say you guys are out of time here because they have been walking towards the front. All right. I'm going to roll to see how they do. So first guy, he unknowingly steps right over the bandana tripwire. You see his long legs moving down. What about so, the lint? Um, here, I'll roll for the lint now. Oh, much lower. He rolled a 14 on that first one. This one's a five. So as he's going, you see his long legs. Like, this This dude has super long legs, small little body and short arms. Kind of a scaly, yellowish tint to his skin. And he slips on the lint. And he stumbles down, falls into the glass. uh, And then the other guy panics. What happened, Chrono Rex? And he starts running down the stairs. He trips over the bandana. He tries to catch himself and he starts to fall and roll down the stairs. Tarquin, roll me a D10 for your glass. And Phaleon, roll me a D10 as well for the lint, like the fall down the stairs. Only a two, unfortunately. Six. He fell down the stairs. He took eight total damage. And then the other guy, his trips down the stairs, roll me a D10 for his damage on that. Seven. So he takes seven damage as he comes down. I think he lands on top of the other guy. 
so he doesn't land on the glass necessarily. But as he, like, stands up, his hands press into the glass. So he takes another one point of damage, we'll say. So is he standing up now? Yep. The first person that fell down, scaly, yellowish skin, long legs, short arms, short body. And from his scratchy voice, you could... If you heard the conversation, you'd know this guy's name was Chrono Rex. The other guy's name is Bada Bing. He is wearing a psycho mask. He's very strong, but he's not shirtless. He's wearing a nice teal suit, white button-up shirt that's completely unbuttoned, showing off his ripped torso. So he starts to stand up. I'm going to, at the same time, pull the string so that my buzz axe swings at the guy that's standing up, and I'm going to toss the frog so that it lands on the other guy's uh, head. Where where are you guys positioned in the car while all this is happening? Uh, within frog-tossing distance. Depends where the stairs are. The stairs are at the front of the car. The child is the closest to the stairs in that seat. Um, I think I'm behind the child's seat. I'm going to say I'm on the opposite side. Okay. I'm going to sit next to the kid. Okay, roll an interact check. You're going to roll two interact checks. The first one's the pulling, and the second one's the... Actually, you're just doing damage on that one. You, you're you waiting for him to stand up. So, yeah, just roll, yeah. Me, uh, roll me a d12 since it's your buzz axe, and that's actually a weapon. Okay, so it's a six for that. Okay. And then uh, 11. It wasn't a hard throw because you're not that far away. So you get it close to his face, gets on the glass, and then it hops immediately out because it's like, ow, that hurt. And it jumps on the guy's face because that's the closest thing. And so now there's like frog blood and a frog on the guy's face. Oh, no. Oh, no, Bernard. (laughs) Oh, what? What is this? And his little hands can't reach his face to get the frog. Is this T-Rex or the Bada Bing? Chrono Rex. Yeah, Chrono Rex has the frog on his face. Okay. Bada Bing gets stabbed in the chest with a buzz axe uh, and takes some damage. It goes, you know, splits right into his chest. He doesn't damage any of his clothing, luckily, because he's unbuttoned and displaying his amazing body. Pulls it out. What the hell? And he looks at the kid. Did you just home alone us? (laughs) I didn't do anything... Sir, I swear I didn't. This doesn't seem like something any rational adult would do. I swear, I swear. You know, I'm a psycho, but uh, I'm not I'm not crazy. But I will kill a kid. And the kid just goes quiet and tears are welling up in his eyes. Is this your son? Uh, my stepson, yeah, I'm really sorry about him. I've told him hundreds of times not to leave his toys slash pets in the stairwell. As far as I'm concerned, you're responsible for this, so I'll just kill you. Okay, I'm going to get Babs out and shoot him with it. (laughs) Okay. This counts as a sneak attack, so you get this, and then we'll roll initiative. I've got an accuracy of five, but I'm going to use close enough to bump that up to the next bracket. Just five points of damage. But then I'm going to use my second attack because it's a stoker. Oh, wait, is this an explosive? Yeah, this is the rocket launcher. Fuck, Babs, yeah. So that also does splash damage. Claudette. It's Claudette. It's the rocket launcher. Oh, okay. So you were using your sniper? No, I'm using using the rocket launcher. I just got... Okay, okay. So uh, you also deal two damage to Chrono Rex because he is prone on the ground next to Bada Bing. That's cool. And then so my second attack is a 12 for accuracy. 
Um, and I'm going to use another close enough to bump that up 13 points of damage. So Ooh. that'll be, what, another 6 onto Bada Bing as well, or onto Chrono Rex. Yeah, 6 on Chrono Rex. And it kills Bernard. Bernard is now frog paced. No! Sorry. Ah. I'm going to turn to Business Child and be like, perhaps you should go hide somewhere, mate. Okay. He gets off the chair, turns around, gets on his hands and knees, and starts moving under the chair uh, right to you, Phaleon. Are you letting him pass? Yeah, of course I'm going to let a child pass. Okay. <laughs> that could yeah. be a dick. And then he keeps crawling, crawling, and he's hiding underneath the seat at the end of the car. So they've taken a lot of damage. They're both pretty, like, singed up and a little and bloodied. Uh, his teal suit is definitely darker shade with black scorch marks on it. Chrono Rex stands up. He's got blood all over his face from a frog exploding on it. Oh, Poor Bernard. Bernard. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Now, now it's just it's just me and Reggie now. <laughs> <laughs> That's the rule. I always have a frog. So even if Reggie dies, then it'll be you and Delilah. Yep. Uh, okay. Roll for initiative, everybody. Cool. That's what I got also. So I got 18. Go ahead. Phaleon, you're up. Okay, we're after the the echo, right? The little black book echo sound. That's definitely a bonus. You'll get 2,000 gold from Amir if you find it. What is it called again? So I don't say it wrong. Yeah, I mean, it was the... People have just been calling it like the black book, black echo stone. Okay. Either way. I'm going to shout, give us the black book. You've popped up out of the, or above. Are you just like peeking over the chairs? I'm just like, my eyes are just barely visible over the <laughs> chairs. I don't, I can't really see you there, but if you think we have the black book, you're wrong. Well, who has it? That's what we're trying to find out. I don't believe you. Well, that's fine. We will kill you and then we'll find us the black book ourselves. I'm just going to shoot. Okay. I'm going to use my crappy sniper. I got an accuracy of 21. Ooh, okay. Seven. Seven points of damage. Yeah, you shoot him. Oh, and it has shock. Oh, well, then that's good. So it's going to do 14 points of damage to his shields. You see his shields flare up. All the other ones, because they were, like, outside of combat, except for Tarquin's shot hit shields. So when Tarquin shot at him, the shields, you know, went as well. Is Pigeon a separate turn? Yeah. Pigeon, you can do Pigeon right now. Okay. Can I shout, like, tell me where you're going to look for the little book? Everywhere. <sighs> we, we don't know where it is. We're going to find it, though. Not helpful. I send Pigeon to poke, poke at his chin. <laughs> okay. Two points damage. Okay. More shields activate, but... It does hurt him a little. It's hurting the shields. Whittle those away. Chrono Rex is standing up and lunges towards Tarquin. His tiny little sharp arm claws. He slashes at you and deals 13 points of damage. Did our shields recharge after the fight in the private carriage? Yes. But your health has not if you lost any health. I don't think anyone did. Bada bing. Bada boom. He holds out his hands up in the air and then two buzz axes magically form into them. Ooh, ah. And he runs around past Tarquin to Phaleon and 
does 19 points of damage to Phaleon as he slashes with both of his buzz axes. To my shields? Yeah, to your shields. You probably have the black book and you're trying to make it seem like you don't. Well, I'll kill you and find it on your dead body. I don't have the book. Why would I be getting mad at you about the book if I had it? Throw us off the case, obviously. Dumb. You're dumb. You're dumb. You're dumb. You're dumb times infinity. Damn it. Uh, Okay, now it's Tarquin or Good Boy's turn. You go first, Good Boy. Since my buzz axe is already out, I'm just going to use that. I'm going to say, hold on, just just hold on, give me a second. And I slowly start reeling it in. (laughs) Sorry, guys. Just hold on, hold on. It gets caught in the loop that you tied at the front, or like at the top because it's like a pulley. Uh, so give me a strength interact, which you get plus five on. Uh, that's a five that I got. Did you roll one? No, I got a, that's a straight five. So 10, I guess. Oh, 10. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, you get it. You you pull it down and it like breaks the light fixture that it was tied to. The light fixture falls. Doesn't, nobody's below it anymore. But you now you nah. have that. Okay. Now I'm going to use it. So you are behind the first set of chairs on the other side of Phaleon. Bada Bing is behind the chairs with Phaleon right next to her. Chrono Rex is right in front of Tarquin. Tarquin's sitting on a chair, shooting people whilst sitting. I'm going to throw it at the guy that's farthest away from me. Chrono Rex, okay. Yeah, 16, 16 damage. Yeah, you deal 16 points of damage to him. You hit him, blood comes out of his scaly body. Oh, you got me. Blood. Reel your buzz axe back and you're good to go for your melee attack. So then I'm going to hit the other guy that I'm closer to. Okay, bada bing. Four, five, and one. So ten damage. His shield shatters, dissipates. And you get a little blood out of him. And I rolled a four for the burn baby burn thing. So you do not catch on fire. Now it's Tarquin's turn. Uh, so a little bit close quarters for a gun. So I'm going to get out Wendy, my sharp fan, and just slash the Chronorex in front of me for six damage. And you are hitting Flesh, right? Yes, he's going to get D4 bleed damage. You hit Flesh scaly flesh. Nonetheless, blood does come out, so he will have bleed for the next two turns. And then it is back around to Phaleon. Is T-Rex next to me, or is Bada Bing? Bada Bing's next to you. I'm gonna infuse Pigeon with fire to attack Bada Bing, and hopefully light his suit, his stupid suit on fire, and I roll um, 12 points of damage. Okay, so that does 24 points of damage. And his suit does catch on fire. It's, it's flammable. Oh, who knew? And it's on fire. He's panicking, trying to pat it out. Ends up just taking it off. Uh, and he's standing in his undies now. Which are... They have cute little skags on his undies. <laughs> his boxer briefs. That's my turn. Now it is Chrono Rex's turn. Chrono Rex still standing in front. He's going to lift a leg and just push it into Tarquin, who's sitting on a chair in front of him. Uh, But he goes, he tries to kick him, like, between the legs, but ends up kicking the chair and pushes himself backwards and bumps his head against the 
his small little head against the stairs behind him. And he takes two points of damage. And give him his bleed damage, too. So go ahead and roll the bleed damage, Tarquin. Two. How embarrassing. Bada bing! Has both of his buzz axes out still. He's going to... Oh, uh, good boy, you moved close to Bada Bing to attack him, right? Uh, yes. Okay, so he's going to hold both of his buzz axes in his hand and swirl like a tornado. He's a raging psycho buzz axe tornado. He's going to deal 19 points of damage to all three of you. So he starts spinning around. He chops the back part of the chair, the backing of that chair that Tarquin is on and hits him, hits good boy, hits Phaleon. You're all taking 19 points of damage. Everybody gets 19 points of damage. Okay, wait, hold on. Oh boy. I get two things. Yes, you do. So one is the shock Nova. It's a D6, and that's a three. And then your grenade drops, right? Yeah, Uh, so it's a three and a five. So eight points of damage. He breaks your shields with that spinning attack. Your electricity Nova goes out, dealing that damage to him. He's being electrocuted, and then your grenade plops out, explodes, deals all that damage, and he blows to smithereens. All three of you are have blood splattered across your visible areas. So, Tarquin. Oh, did he die? Back. Yeah, he's dead. Ooh. Dead, dead. That means my shields come back. Oh, nice. <laughs> And I get a grenade refill. Hey, look at that. And then all of that blood and the gore and body parts disintegrate. So now you don't even have blood on you anymore. Like it just dissipates. Magically. And with that, I mean, that was, (laughs) it feels like you're having another turn, but it's just your turn. That was Bada Bing's turn. Bada Bing killed himself essentially with that. So you are up. Either one, Tarquin or Good Boy, whoever wants to go. Right, good boy. You're on a roll, so you might as well. Okay. Uh, I still have my buzz axe, I think. So I'm going to do that again. Chrono Rex is backed up against the stairs, essentially. Like, right to his left is the entrance to the bathroom. I'm going to throw my buzz axe at him then uh, for nine points of damage. That is exactly how much you need to kill him. Oh, nice. I had another cool thing that I was going to do, but, I mean, he's dead then... Here, if you want, he could just be, like, bleeding out, and then you can do your other thing to finish him off. Okay. As I throw it, start running, and jump over the chair so that my buzz axe comes back to me in the air, and I slam it into him for my melee attack. Badass, badass! And he dies. And then his body disintegrates. Yay! We don't have the book, that echo. So I guess... That one guy was telling the truth then. Should we check his pockets? Oh, wait, no, they dis- they They disintegrated. Yeah, we can't check their pockets. The security lady still got that one that's alive. Oh, yeah. We should check with that guy. So before you start heading back towards Adrian and the, the prisoner that she has, something catches your eye outside of the window, and there's, like, weird kind of rock formations on the, on the walls outside of the train. And all of a sudden you see rock formations moving with the train and it's like something's galloping along the wall and it looks at you all eyes glowing purple 
looking fierce, and it jumps and leaps, breaks through the window, enters it. And then on the other side behind you guys, another one jumps in and breaks through the glass, and there are three skags surrounding you. They don't look like any skag you've ever seen. They're just beasty, scary, rocky-looking skags. Rage in their eyes. They're ready to kill. Looks like things are going to get rocky. (laughs) (laughs) Crushed it. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Hey, badasses. Thanks for listening to Friend and Foe Adventure Co. If you enjoy what we're doing, share it with friends, family, on your social media, etc. If you want to go the extra mile, you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We had some more characters in this episode created by awesome fans on Twitter. Jolly Grimm and Chrono Rex were from Kurt at Indignat Badger. Adrian Stormheart is from Alucard at Alucard77. And Badabing is from Britain at Skagwater RPG, who ran a BNB live stream last night from when this airs. He's BMing over on RR Production on Twitter. Mr. Torg's getting married, but who is the mystery bride? The Vault Hunters will be security for the event. Parts 2 and 3 will air October 14th and 21st at 5.30pm Pacific Time. A link can be found in the episode description. You can follow and interact with us on all the social medias, though we're most active on Twitter, at FFAdventureCo. I'm sure we'll ask for more character ideas in the future, so keep sending in those brilliant suggestions. Next episode comes out October 22nd. Thanks for listening. Bye! Vault Hunters Curious, hey, <laughs> hey, buddies. <laughs>